Is there a situation in your life with a lot of conflict? It might be in your marriage, your partnership, your relationship. It might be at work, it might be with your children or your family. Mediators can offer amazing results that don't take forever. They truly care. They are part of a team that helps you through this and it doesn't have to cost crazy amounts of money. Jerusha Littell is a mediator in Calgary who actually comes from a chartered accountant background and she's able to offer insights and, and knowledge from that area as well to help support you and help you figure out if if a divorce or a separation or uh, as in the case of a workplace maybe there's a career change or a move that needs to be made or some negotiations she's able to support you through those types of things in most cases we're going to meet her and hear more about how she can do that and you'll really see how much she cares I also want to encourage you to join our online divorce resource groups and they are every two weeks they're available online you can jump in from wherever you are all of those links and event information is on our events page and those links will be in the show notes as well I also really encourage you to check out our YouTube channel where you can see the videos of all of the podcast interviews as well as other information. There's information with resources on our website and in our quarterly online magazines. And subscribe to our newsletters that are going to be coming out right away this year. So much information you'll know about any events that are coming up, what's coming up on the podcast, and links to everything. We also will be having some events that are coming up this year with lots of great insight, great information from our experts. You'll have opportunities to ask them questions and to meet them. So much information. So explore, explore our website and see what there is for you that will help you in your tricky situations in life. Now let's meet Jerusha. Jerusha, thank you for joining me today. I really am intrigued to learn more about what you do as a mediator, what got you interested in serving people in this way. Uh, so your why. And we're going to tackle some questions that I don't think I've covered yet on the show about mediators and how that we can help people. And I, I you know, I think it's really interesting for families to know that there is more than just running to a lawyer immediately and and doing the whole divorce process that way that a mediator can really help them with some conflict resolution and parenting plans we're going to get into this so um this this is this is good stuff and the only way that people are going to know is if if they hear about it from from you know places like this and to know specifically about your story is important too because then they feel like you aren't just somebody that they found in a random Google search, right? This, who is Jerusha and, and why does she care? So welcome. Please tell us more about yourself. Well, thank you, Dina. I'm really excited to do this and to be here and to share my and to share my um, practice and my my um, philosophy around mediation with you. So um, my backstory, I am a chartered accountant by training or a CPA. Um, we're now designated as a chartered professional accountant. And I worked in the co corporate world, both um, in public accounting and, um, and as well in some private, small, smaller businesses. 
um, through my career. And as I as I looked around me, I I watched friends and family members getting divorced. And I watched people that were doing it really well. And their kids um, were no worse for wear in those situations. Um, I had I had a really close friend where for two years they were divorced and people didn't even know it because when they went to watch their kids play hockey or when they went to watch their kid, their daughter play ringette, they sat together. They were friendly. Their, their kids um, weren't just with one on a certain weekend it was they they co-parented and they they did things really well and then i watched the more stereotypical situation where people were at war and at war in public and at war in front of their children and i thought how is it that there can be such different approaches to this and and I started looking um, around me and I started researching the ways that that people could do it. And it was strictly out of a desire to help um, and, and, and to make a change that was positive in the world. Um, as an accountant, I have a skill set that allows me to tackle asset division um, very simplistically and in a manner that people understand. Um, so that, you know, that that led me down the path to know that, you know, I had the skill set to do divorce mediation from a financial perspective. But more than anything, I don't like to watch people suffer and I can't stand seeing kids suffer. And so for me, that's what brought me here. I started training in mediation. I have taken more courses than I can count. And, um, and I stepped into that world. And, um, and I do believe that every family can do it differently. They don't have to go to war with a lawyer. They can come see me. They can come see another mediator and they can choose, even though things are hard and even though things are emotional, um, they can choose to do things in a way that leaves them with dignity and leaves them with um, the ability to honor a past relationship that they had with somebody that they just no longer love um, or are in love with. And so that's why I do what I do. So encouraging for families because not only do you have a unique background in finance that can support them, but you've you're in this because you've observed that there there's an easier, uh, healthier, less dramatic and traumatic way of of dealing with this situation. And mm-hmm. now you are able to support people in that way. You know, you made that observation you took the education, you now have a practice where you can support people to do this in that, in, in the better way that you were observing. So I really, I applaud you for that. What are some of the benefits of, um, of using a mediator that you would say people might not be aware of? You know, is it faster than using a lawyer? Um, are there other are things that a mediator are maybe equipped to help with differently than a lawyer like I sometimes hear maybe more the emotional side of it where lawyers are um, are better equipped and prefer to deal with you know the black and white like the the legalities so I think every mediator is different um I believe that I run um my mediations very quickly when it comes to divorce 
I do not want it to cost families more than it needs to. However, I do allow them to drive the process in which they get through it. So um, for me, I would say that on average, when somebody starts with me, they can have their separation agreement easily within six weeks. Now, a lot of that is dictated by them because they still are required to provide me with full disclosure of assets. Um, and that is because at the end of the day, uh, I have to make sure that I have, I have gone through all of the things that a lawyer would go through. Um, what saves them time is that they're hiring only me and they're not hiring individual lawyers at that stage. And so I can do every piece. There's not emails going back and forth between lawyers and, and working within their time calendars and their, and their practice. So um, it can be very fast and it's very efficient because we tackle things one at a time together. And so you're taking out that middle step where, where other people are communicating on your behalf and maybe not even communicating for you and, and your thoughts and desires, but for what they believe is best. And so I allow people to have those really hard conversations and come to agreements that are best for them individually. And you work with couples. Do you work with one person or the other person, or is it always best? Like, I mean, you're a mediator, so mediator implies there's two parties, right? Right. So there, I am often asked if I can just support one person and, and do the separation if only one person comes to me. And, and I cannot do that because at the end of the day, I don't know if disclosure is complete. I don't know if the other person agrees. So I could bring you all the way to a separation agreement on everything that you say and want. <clears throat> but if your partner doesn't agree to it, it's a waste of your money and a waste of your time. So in that sense, I do need both parties involved. Now, there are two ways of mediating. I can mediate with two people in the room and we go through everything step by step. We cover everything together. And at the end of the day, um, that's the fastest way to go. However, that being said, there is situations where there is sometimes too much hurt and too much emotion and, and a party isn't able to comfortably sit together. Um, and in that, in that case, I do what's called shuttle mediation, where I will literally talk to one person, book another meeting, talk to the other party, and sort of negotiate as a go-between. It's still faster than two lawyers as go-betweens, but it is a little bit slower process. So I can do it that way, and I, I allow that to be decided by the client, uh, by each couple that comes to me. You have a case where there's a lot of conflict, or there's been abuse, or there's safety as a potentially an issue then you can accommodate uh, those types I, of situations I can definitely accommodate accommodate those situations I will also assess in that moment or in the, in the intake of that that client if mediation's right for them because in a situation if there's domestic abuse or or um danger mediation might not be the right answer. It might be in that it can get you done faster and out of the situation faster, but I would never discount a lawyer's ability to protect somebody potentially better than I could because I don't have um, 
I don't have the ability to to go to court and, and petition things and, and get protection orders and things like that. And if somebody has a protection order, um, it can also hamper mediation because sometimes they're not allowed to communicate with each other. So it's something that has to be assessed. Consideration. Yeah. Now back to the, you know, working with two people and towards an agreement. So I have some questions around that. If they have pretty much everything, except there's, they're stuck on one thing that they can't agree on. Mm -hmm. How do you work towards getting past that? So often that, that conversation can come down to a reality check. So if you can't, if you can't agree to one thing, um, and it's a financial thing, um, we can wrap up the entire rest of separation agreement and send you off to a lawyer to resolve one issue um, that can end up unwinding what you have agreed to in the past. Mm. But sometimes it's a gut check for people and they have to sit back and they have to question for themselves. And these are the conversations that I help them have is why are we stuck? What is it about that one thing that you can't let go? And what is the cost benefit of continuing to dig in your heels on that one issue? And so when people dig deep below that surface of what, what they want, to start thinking about why they want it and what is their actual need in that moment, they can often move from that position. And then, and then you can get through it, but it just takes time. It takes time. It takes thoughtful, um, like a thoughtful moment with oneself to determine what your actual needs are, what your desires are, and not necessarily just what you think you want. Um, and that can often help. Do you find too, that when they share with each other the why, that they're more compassionate to say, oh, that's why it's so important to you and why you're, you know, holding your ground on this. And it's different than my why, but it makes sense. And so, you know, we have some more compassion around that because conflict resolution is a big part of what a mediator helps people learn, correct? Yeah. So conflict resolution is at the core of what we do. And what I try to tell people is that my job is never to provide you with a solution. I don't have one. Every family's perfect divorce, um, perfect separation agreement is perfect for their family and not another family. And it has nothing to do with me. And so my job is actually just to facilitate a really hard conversation, conversation that you don't know how to have on your own. And it's to ask the questions that help you understand each other because you don't understand the person sitting across from you when you are in conflict because you're too preoccupied with your own side, right? And so when you can break that down and find that why, and in mediation, we call that your interests. What are your interests in this moment? What is your why? What is your desire? And you allow that other person to not only um, understand, hear it they have to hear it first and people don't hear very well um but get them to that point of understanding and that is when you see movement and shifts in opinion and shifts in 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 people's stances is there anything that can't be decided with mediation um no not really 
I can mediate anybody through anything. Now, there are situations where I said, like I said, lawyers sometimes need to be involved. So um, if there is if there is a need to protect the children, if there is a if there is a need to protect um, a wife, um, that's outside of the scope of mediation. But when it comes to parenting assets, anything like that, that can be mediated and that can be decided um, with couples. So I wouldn't think there's there's ever a situation where um, outside of outside of safety concerns that I couldn't mediate a divorce separation agreement for you. Now, separation agreements. That is what um, they would probably be aiming to complete while they work with you. And then that is something they would then take to a lawyer, correct? Yeah. So, yeah. So what I, what I do when I'm working with my clients is I um, will draft what's called a mediated agreement. Okay. And once they've approved that and it's exactly what they want it to say, then I contract a legal professional to draft a separation agreement as because that's a legal document. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have somebody that I utilize. And so then I deliver a legal separation agreement to my clients. And then they take that to their independent lawyers for advice. And that usually is a fairly quick meeting in that the lawyer goes through it with them, make sure they understand what they're um, signing off on. They may say, you know, um, if there's a situation where a spouse has agreed to waive, say, an equalization payment and they're coming out maybe a little bit short on the cash side or something like that, um, a lawyer may question that, like, why are you doing that? You you may be entitled to X, Y, Z. Um, but at the end of the mediation, if I've done my job correctly, then the person says to the lawyer, yeah, I know. But I, but we agreed on this together. This is what's best for our family, and that that's all the lawyer needs to hear. The lawyer just needs to know that you've actually, um, you actually understand what you've put in your agreement. And so, decision. yeah. So the the independent legal advice um, at the end of a, a good mediation should only be um, an hour or so of their time. And if for some reason something was uncovered with the lawyer that somebody really didn't understand and maybe now disagrees with, then you just revisit that. You know, you come back to the table and you remediate it. What do people need to have in place when they first come to see you and through the process to reach um, having that separation agreement? So when they first come see me, the most important thing is that they have to have a desire to work together to get through it. Nobody can mediate if only one person is willing to come to the table and have that conversation and have the desire to find middle ground. If one person wants to fight, a mediator can't help, right? So they both have to have that desire and that motivation to move through things in a in an amicable fashion and find middle ground. Um, because coming to a solution is on their own shoulders. So that's first and foremost. And then when it comes to the the, the asset division, um, people don't think they maybe have to provide disclosure to a mediator. Um, but if you're coming to me, I'm going to require it. I require less than a lawyer does. A lawyer will want six months worth of documents, six months worth of statements. Um, I'm only looking for for one month unless you believe that somebody's hiding money or, or funneling money and there needs to be a conversation around it, 
really at the end of the day, we just need to know what's there. And then um, once there's full disclosure and, and both both parties agree that that what is um, on the table for what I call a net worth statement, um, then we can start talking about how you divide that. But again, at the end of the day, you have to take this to a lawyer. So I need to provide everything in a, in a package that a lawyer can look at and say, yeah, you did touch, you did touch everything. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I can't provide you legal advice, but I can make sure that we've covered everything that a lawyer wants to see. And it's a great partnership that way because everybody is in their own area of expertise. Uh, not that lawyers can't do this at all, but then they don't have to deal with all of the you know the mediation part so much it's that that back and forth and um, facilitating those conversations they can they can now finalize legalize and uh, you know obviously give counsel around what has been decided and worked through and their time is is you know they have a better prepared client that comes forward the client is more confident in what they've decided they've worked through a lot of that and it just streamlines everything for everybody. So it I does. Think. And there is, I mean, I work with high net worth people because of my background in, in accounting. Um, but I also have a large piece of my practice with people that do not have the funds that it requires to go through a, a divorce with a lawyer. And they often feel trapped and stuck because they don't, they have issues that they need to work through, but they don't have the they don't have the money that it's going to cost them if they go through a lawyer. And so, working with a mediator when you're hiring only one professional versus two, and in a more efficient manner, um, I'm able to serve people that that really struggle otherwise to get through their their separation and in a manner that serves them well. Amazing, Jerusha. Thank you so much for, you know, really shedding some more light on how you approach this and the benefits of having a mediator and how this can, you know, whether it's financial or time-wise, um, you know, and you have a unique background as well with the accounting that, you know, you can explain to people when they have questions. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unknown unknowns really when they're talking about their assets and what what that's going to mean for them uh, it does remind me of one more question I was going to wrap up but when it comes to their finances are you able to also help them create some type of a, a future plan for how they can navigate these now separately so I can't wear both hats right I can't be a media mediator and an accountant at the same time but what I do do like that would just be that would put me out, outside of the um ethical space of either one of my professions as both a mediator and an accountant but what I do do often is highlight and identify tax situations that they will need to um look into um there are tax issues when you divide your assets and and they're often unknown, even to lawyers. I'll have lawyers come back to me and ask, well, why did you do it like that? And, and once I explain the tax consequences of certain transactions, then they can be like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand that. And, and then they're they're more um, on board with the separation agreement. But the other piece of it is, is that um, 
I work through a lot of detailed budgets with my clients so that they can understand their financial situation going forward. Um, and then I have great resources around me that can advise them on how to how to manage their finances going forward. If you're a if you're a spouse that's getting a large lump sum payout um, in in lieu of like monthly spousal support or something, you know what do you do as as a as somebody that may not have a lot of knowledge and and you suddenly get five hundred thousand dollars? Do you just walk into the bank? Um, some people think that's that's what they've got to do, and then I have a, a large network of people that I would say, you know what, with that kind of money coming into your possession, why don't you go talk to an advisor, an actual wealth advisor, and see what they can do to help you out? Because in every couple that comes to me, one of the two parties does not understand their finances. Very interesting, right? In every divorce that I have ever worked on, one party manages the finances and the other one doesn't know what's happening. And that doesn't mean it's always the man or, or always the woman, but there is always one, one person within a relationship that manages that. So that's very encouraging that you have this network that can support them in, in managing all of this too. So that's mm -hmm. fantastic. Thank you, Jerusha, for shedding light on, on some of these areas that you know people aren't necessarily aware of are available to them and consider to work with you and we will share your information in the show notes as well so people can reach out and talk to you specifically about their situation and uh, whether they can explore working with you and if that's a fit for for them in particular yeah no i appreciate the uh, opportunity to to share my passion with you um because it definitely is a passion project uh leaving accounting and doing this um, as a career was, was a jump, but it's, um, it's what I love to do. And I, I, I have my mission statement that says I'm here to help. And that is something that I stick to. And I, and I try to have everybody understand about me is that that is my goal. I just want to help. Thank you for being there for people. Okay. Thanks so much, Dina. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel, and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, and Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability, for any claims made in the presenting of this information.